the poor blonde. Choose your favorite beverage, get ready for some real talk, no sugar coating or sparing feelings here, real and raw. This is Wendy, the poor blonde. Welcome, welcome. It is your poor blonde Wendy. I know I have been MIA in a huge way. I think it's been three weeks, something like that, since I have actually um, dropped a podcast. You know, sometimes life gets in the way and you just have to say, you know what, it's okay. People are going to be understanding. They're going to be compassionate as to whatever the reasons and excuses are that you have in your life. And I am sure that you all can give me a pass and say, it's okay, but we are glad to hear your voice. And definitely, I am so glad to be back. So a few things are changing. Um, I'm excited. I'm a little nervous because I don't know how it's going to be um, received. But um, I have decided that I am going to rate the beers, the wine, the drinks, whatever it is that I am pouring, um, five being the highest. And um, I'm also going to rate them by using crown caps as a measuring tool. How fun is that? Um, I thought about using bottle caps or bottle tops, but I was doing some reading online and I came across crown caps and I love it. Not something that I have ever heard anybody call them, um, but I'm like, oh my gosh, totally tipping a bottle upside down. It is a crown. I'm not saying that I am a queen, but I feel it's pretty fitting. So today, moving forward, I will be rating my beverages by crown caps. So hang on tight. Um, I have chosen a beer tonight. I have never had it. In fact, I've never even heard of it. <laughs> um, I'm a little bit nervous about it, but I am going to like just jump in like I do. Um, this is a Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. Um, it is apparently brewed and canned by New Belgium Brewing out of Fort Collins, Colorado, and Asheville, North Carolina. So props to you guys out there. Hello, way over there, out of the way of Oregon. Um, and I don't know really any more about that or this particular beer. It is a 9% um, ALC volume. So it just says New Belgium. It kind of has a cool, I don't know if it's a cartoon character, but it's a skull. Um, he's got like um, these earmuffs with kind of like, you know, when it's really cold, and you see people that have those hats that kind of flip up on the top and they're kind of down low on the side that they can go around underneath their chin. 
Um, he kind of reminds me of a ranger, and that's probably the best way for me to explain it. Um, if you are local, I would definitely say go ahead and try it because I am going to. You know, there's something to be said about opening a brand new beer. I don't know. Well, it's at the tip of my tongue. It kind of has a sweet taste to it. Um, it's definitely not as hoppy as I prefer, but I would say that, you know, as far as a good IPA, I wouldn't turn it down. Um... So I will say that I will give it a three and a half out of five. So there you go. So crack open your cans, pop your crown caps, pour yourself a toddy, a glass of milk, some ice water, and let's get into it tonight, shall we? So Thanksgiving is over. I don't know how many of you are super excited about it being over, but it's over. And I'm a little saddened because I didn't go and visit my daughter and my parents or my brother. Um, I do have another brother that lives in Arizona. I seldom ever see him. In fact, the last time that I saw him, um, my daughter had graduated from high school and she is now 23, pushing 24. So that should tell you how long it's been since I've seen him. So I see my little brother more often. And um, I was kind of saddened that I didn't go and visit. Um, but I'll tell you, I have been off since Wednesday in the later afternoon. And it's been quite nice without having to feel like I've got to go, go, go. Um, again, I miss my family. Don't get me wrong. Um, oh my gosh, excuse me. Apparently this, uh, IPA is <clears throat> coming up a little bit. Um, and it's okay. So my family may have missed me, but you know what? They had their goings on. They had their families. Um, you know, my parents had gone to my little brother's, um, house and with his fiance and her family and children. And apparently from the sounds of things, it was an amazing Thanksgiving. And I'm grateful that my little brother is there, um, to not fill in, but be there, um, for our parents, um, as I am not, um, and my daughter and her boyfriend, um, they had gone to his family's home and, and my daughter had gone to visit her dad. And, um, uh, my daughter actually put up her grandma's Christmas tree today. And so, you know, even though, um, I'm not there and I'm not celebrating this particular holiday, 
Um, as some of you may not have been able to make it to your family or you chose not to go. Um, don't feel guilty about it because it's sometimes okay to be a little bit on the selfish side and just say, you know what, I just want a holiday where I'm not traveling, I'm not packing, I'm not dealing with the traffic, um, I just want to relax. And honestly, it has been a great um weekend for me with doing just that. Um, but I'm truly hoping that all of you had a wonderful holiday, whether you spent time with your family or friends, definitely eating a lot um, and enjoying those that you spent time with. Um, but you know, it's crazy that some people mark like Black Friday, um, their open doors to Christmas but it really blows me away that the retail stores, I swear they have been celebrating for a month at least. I mean, am I right? I mean, all of a sudden I saw Halloween stuff, right? And then I'm like, wait a minute, what are we talking about Thanksgiving? We're, we're not even into Halloween and here we are at Christmas or at Thanksgiving and, and we've been looking at Christmas things for like a month, I swear. It's just, it's crazy to me. It's like, I really think that at some point we are probably going to be starting to celebrate Christmas in freaking June. I mean, I don't know anybody else out there that feels the same way because I'm kind of feeling that. I really like to get over one holiday before I move on to another, but here we are. Thank you retailers for pushing the envelope. Um, but there are those people who are like, listen, you know, Black Friday is when I take down my Thanksgiving things and and I go and get ready for all of my Christmas. And that's what Monty and I did this weekend. Um, we did actually find a little farm, um, if you can believe that with where I'm located, a little farm the gal had posted on a platform, I do not recall what platform, and she said, if anybody's wanting to get rid of their pumpkins, go ahead and just drop them off in my backyard. And so Monty's like, yeah, let's do it. So we went and saw um, some ducks and some chickens and roosters and a little goat. He was so stinking cute. Um, and so we were able to dispose of our um, pumpkins this year that way. So I'm actually excited to know that we can do that here in our area instead of disposing them in other ways. So, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm just kind of getting it out there that some people look at Black Friday as like the day. I remember growing up, it wasn't until like after my birthday, which is in December that, you know, we would put up the Christmas tree. I'm not really sure why. Maybe my mom didn't want to have that. We're celebrating Christmas before your birthday. I'm not really sure. I'd, I guess I'd have to ask her. Um, but I'm kind of feeling that maybe Black Friday for me might be kind of that door opening to get ready for Christmas, um, from here on out. And, uh, I'm not mad about it. I just kind of wish the retailers wouldn't push so soon, <laughs> um, and entice before it's even freaking Thanksgiving, but there are those who appreciate that and 
no judgment zone here. So tonight, I am going to talk about a subject that may be appealing to some of you. Some of you, you may be like, "Mm, no, this is a really hard pass for me. But I think the ladies out there might be, oh, excited for what I have to talk about tonight because I am obsessed. And I know I use that word like a lot, um, but I truly am obsessed. I am obsessed with true crime. I mean, seriously, true crime. Anybody else? I know that there are people out there right now who are like, oh my gosh, so obsessed, right? Excited and like waiting for the next podcast or waiting for the next um, I don't know, what is it, ID Channel, um, Oxygen, who else is out there that plays different uh, programs for true crime? At any rate, um, that's my jam and that is what um, gets me going. So I listen to true crime podcasts daily, every single day, Monday through Friday. And when there isn't a new one dropped with, I don't know, I have a ton of them that I listen to. I'm actually irritated. Like, I mean, I'm actually irritated. Maybe I'm even borderline pissed because I'm like, wait a minute, you were supposed to drop on this day and you said you're going to drop on this day. And I actually have some that I listen to and they're like, okay, true crime friends, we know that you're excited. So we're going to drop two a week. And oh my gosh, I'm like, oh yes, two a week. That's fantastic. I love it. Um, and that's kind of my jam. I love true crime. Um, and there are so many true crime podcasts out there. Oh my heck, there are so many. Um, I try to listen to new ones if I've listened to all that I, um, all that I can and some drop, you know, one time a week, like I said, Um, and if I can't, if, if a podcast doesn't grab me, get my attention, um, probably within the first 10 minutes, I'm like, yeah, peace out. I'm, I'm out. Um, and I really think a lot of it has to do with their voices or if they seem like they're reading from a book. Now I know that a lot of these podcasters, they're also journalists or that they work for you know, um, a company. And so I know that there's probably some kind of editing and and things that they have to go through um, to make sure that they're not saying something that's inaccurate or an opinion. Um, But sometimes when I hear their voices, I'm like, oh my God, that's grating on me. I just can't listen to you anymore. And I've listened to like multiple of their podcasts thinking, well, maybe it's just that one. No, quite frankly, I think it's their voice. Or it, again, like I said, it's the ones that like they're reading from a book, you know, oh, and she ended up going into, and then there was, I'm like, what is this? What am I listening to? I, I, I can't, I, I'm totally unimpressed. And I try not to subscribe to anything unless I am truly like, this is my jam. I can listen to this all day long. Um, <clears throat> so I don't think 
that listening to um, as many podcasts as I do, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's actually an addiction. And I think that this is a good addiction. I'm just going to put that out there for you. <laughs> um, I don't think that there's anything bad about it. I know that there's a lot of um, podcasts that they do a lot of repeats. In fact, Snapped, as an example, um, they have that program on Oxygen channel and I'll like watch the program and then I'll listen to the podcast or vice versa. And I'm like, okay, I've already heard about it. But sometimes the podcast will interject something that maybe I've missed um, on the program. And so again, that's kind of like, oh, well, I didn't hear about that. Or maybe I missed it. I don't know. Maybe I was in the bathroom. I mean, let's be quite honest. But I just wanted to share with you this evening um, some that I really enjoy. Um, one, a friend of mine had introduced me to, and it's um, Sword and Scale. Um, he does um, also do a subscription. I don't do any subscriptions on my podcasts. If I miss something that like they'll have you know, episode one, two, three, and like number four is a subscription. And then there goes to five. I'm fine with it because I can kind of follow, you know, the narrative and what's going on in the story. I just don't feel right now in my life that I want to subscribe because truly Monty would be really pissed at me if I subscribed to all of the podcasts that I want to. But Sword and Scale um, is definitely hands down an amazing podcast. I love his voice. Um, and it's one that I get excited about that when it drops every Sunday, I'm just like, yes, I can, I can listen to it on Monday. I get really, really excited about it. Um, deadliest decade. I actually just found deadliest decade probably three or four months ago. Um, and that one's kind of intriguing to me. Um, I very much enjoy it. Um, there's another one. This is Monsters. This guy has kind of a voice that's a little bit on the annoying side, but the way he talks about the, the, um, storyline, um, I really like and that he will interject. I'm not saying that he like does the storyline reading, but sometimes I kind of feel like maybe he is, but then he'll inject something that's really snarky or sarcastic. And I guess maybe that's what keeps me going on watching him. But um, one of my most favorites, and it is newer to podcasts, um, hands down, every week I am excited when I see the podcast drop is body bags. And I'm here to tell you, if you have not found body bags, you need to run to your phone. You need to go to your listening, however you listen to it, whether it's Apple, I don't care, Spotify, however you listen to it. And you need to find body bags by Joseph Scott Morgan. And I'm here to tell you, I could listen to that man's voice all damn day. Now, I have a thing for Southern Draw. And I'll tell you, this man 
he is so smart. Um, his background is like intriguing, but I'm not sure I could do what he's, what he's done. (laughs) Um, but he is so educational, um, really explains things through his podcast. And I think that maybe I, I would have to say that Sword and Scale was probably one of my most favorite, but I think that Body Bags is definitely, um, I would say 10 out of 10. I, I mean, let's, let's, I'll just say, let's be clear, 10 out of 10. You might want to argue with me on that, and I'm totally fine with that. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts, definitely, what you think um, about Body Bags, but man, Joseph Scott Morgan, his voice, Damn. So I do watch true crime on the weekends. <laughs> I was like, I can't get enough. Um, I don't watch much of anything else other than the news, to be honest. Um, I used to watch a lot of History Channel, um, but I'm just not finding really anything on the History Channel that I'm like really intrigued with. Um, so I do watch a lot of ID. Um, I do watch um, Oxygen, and I can't think of what the channel that 48 Hours is on, but I've used to watch 48 Hours like, oh my gosh, Um, years and years of um, 48 Hours. And um, that's kind of what I do on the weekends. And so even when I'm preparing for um, getting my podcast ready and I kind of write down my notes and I have my brainstorming, I literally have my tablet on a true crime channel while I am brainstorming. So I don't know what the attraction is. I mean, okay, maybe I do. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm not being fair. Maybe I do. Okay, we'll back up. So I think it's been since the OJ Simpson trial. <laughs> And I think that was court TV, if I remember correctly. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, that was a long ass time ago. That was in the uh, early 90s, like 94 is when OJ was on trial, if I remember right. Yeah, guys, I keep that kind of crap in my head. Maybe some of you do as well, but I keep stuff like that in my head that I really probably should not know what year it was, but I do. Um, but from there, it's just, it's just something that I have been intrigued with that many years ago. I'm just aging myself too. Um, (laughs) but that's okay. And I kind of, what I guess what kind of intrigues me is, okay, so someone can live a normal life or what we appear or what we see on the outside, right? It's always on the outside. It's never behind closed doors. So they appear to be living a normal life. And then you've hear, you hear that all of a sudden, boom, they've decided they want to see if someone tastes like beef or chicken. I mean, it's like all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, what? Dahmer did what? He, he, what? And you have to put into perspective that this is a human being, someone that 
what we perceived as living a normal life, normal life, and had nothing that was weird or odd or we didn't look at them and go all judgy on them. We're like, okay, yeah, you know, they do shops at Safeway or, you know, he, you know, goes to whatever bar. I mean, you just never think about all of a sudden this person that, you know, you've probably bumped into, you know, three or four times at the grocery store or in town or at a bar or whatever. And all of a sudden they're freaking mowing down on a human being. I mean, I, okay. So it intrigues me. It intrigues me because their brains are hardwired differently. They have to be differently than the rest of us. I mean, you hear, you hear about, okay, well, maybe it's how they grew up. And that was a significant thing that happened in their life for them to go off the deep end. Okay, fair. We hear about a lot of their growing up and what they grew up in. Some of them grew up, you know, in a in a fashion that you're just like, okay, so why did you go off the deep end? It seems like a very normal upbringing. And then you hear about someone who went through the same very tragic situation, but guess what? That didn't that person didn't decide that they were going to go and, you know, kill another human being. Oh, and taste, you know, do a taste test to see if they tasted like chicken. I mean, I know I'm being facetious here, but the reality is, is if somebody goes through something so horrific and so tragic and your heart just hurts for them. Right. And you're just like, oh, my gosh. But then you hear the same tragic situation that happens to somebody else and guess what they are not killing another human being and taking lives i mean playing god is beyond my understanding but it makes for good content right (laughs) maybe i shouldn't be laughing but seriously it blows me away (laughs) So I found by looking into it, my source for this was the daily universe. And this was also intriguing to me as well. That it's mostly women who listen to true crime as opposed to men. And... Some have said, quote, women may experience a different different level of fear in their lives, end quote. And I think to myself, self, I don't think that I have any other fear than any other woman out there. You know, you leave the grocery store, you have your keys in your hand or in your pocket, you're pushing your cart, you're aware of your surroundings, you should not be on your phone, by the way. Um, if you have AirPods, you should only have one in, not two. These are things that I have learned listening to podcasts and watching true crime TV, just in case you wanted to know. And so when you're walking through the parking lot, you need to be aware 
that there are people that are going to do some shitty ass things and in hopes that they can trap you and do damage to you in whatever fashion that might be. I mean, truly, when you're even in the store, you don't know who's following you. You don't know who's watching you. You don't know what creeper is, you know, in the freezer looking what appears to be for ice cream cone. And they're truly, you know, scoping you out. I mean, we just don't know. So then the other was, quote, women are typically victims in the stories, end quote. Okay. I can see where that would cause pause and for women to go, okay, what can I do to better secure myself? Better to, maybe I was putting both AirPods in my ears or maybe I was on my phone, you know, walking down the street or um, going across the parking lot, you know, pushing my cart, you know, I don't think that women, and I'm not saying this as far as men are concerned, but you don't really hear very many men being abducted. I could be wrong, but I can't think of any anything at the top of my head. Um, no, I can't think of any at the top of my head. Though there is snapped. But snapped is a whole, I think, uh, creature on its own. There's not a woman that's, you know creeping in the produce aisle, you know, checking out her next victim. I mean, let's be clear. Um, but I can see, you know, I mean, truly, I can, I, I can definitely see where women would be a little bit more conscious about the fact of women are typically victims in the stories. And what people are capable of is what keeps them coming back, end quote. And again, that is for more true crime. And, you know, honestly, maybe that's all the above for me. Maybe it is trying to figure out how someone is hardwired. Why, if something traumatic happens to, you know, to you in your life and you aren't going out, you know, killing someone and blaming it on how you were raised or some traumatic um, situation that has happened to you. I mean, I think that we all go through something in our lives. I don't think there's a perfect soul walking the water, walking the earth. And I also don't believe that that's an excuse to say, well, you know, it's okay. Now, if you are truly have a mental crisis and you are a psychopath, um, you are whatever the medical doctors deem you as, that's okay. I mean, that's not okay, but that's okay because then we can say, oh, well, that's why. But is it really that okay? If you've had the exact same traumatic experience as a person that just went out and did this horrific crime, and I'm not going to list because we all watch the news, we all hear what's going on. 
So we all know that there's just some shit going on in our world currently that is just so not even right. But for them to go, you know what? Yeah. It, 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 it's because they had this and this and this happen. And I think that that's part of, uh, again, a part of, of the reason why I listen to true crime. Um, because I try to find some justification, like some just cause for someone to do what they've done at literally playing God. I don't know. And that's just what keeps me coming back. I, and I know that's what keeps me coming back. Um, because it's the, oh my God, I can't believe that they've done this. Even though I've heard it multiple times, I mean, dying is dying. So I don't care if it is someone who has been strangled, you've been strangled. I don't care if you've been shot, you've been shot. I don't care if you've been, you know, burned and whatever. It's, I guess in my mind, I just try to think, about all these things that these people think that it's okay to do and that that they justify it somehow in their minds. And I guess for me, that's the intrigue is, you know, you've heard one story, you've kind of heard it all, but then there's some little quirky thing. And again, that's what keeps you listening. That's what keeps drawing you back. That's keeps, that keeps you, um, watching the next program that comes on. Um, the particular channels that I, that I had mentioned that keeps me coming back for more on Saturdays. So something else that I wanted to share with you, something new, cause I've never shared with you before regarding something like this, but it was fun. And, um, I thought, you know, for the holiday, this might just be a little something, something, for you. Um, I will add this to, um, my pod. So I will also add it to my Instagram. Um, just because I'm not expecting you to have a piece of paper and a pen ready, and I'm not going to go really, really slow to make sure that you have the ingredients down, but I do want to share it. And, um, again, I will go ahead and share the ingredients, um, on my platforms, but it's called the Grinch cocktail. So Monty made this for me and oh my gosh, so good. So the ingredients is Midori liqueur. It's a clear rum, whatever clear rum, you know, strikes your fancy. Um, Lemon lime soda, we used 7-Up. And a Marchino cherry, which I cannot stand. Monty bought them and he put them in his drink because I do not do maraschino cherries. Um, but you just fill a low ball glass with ice. You add the Midori and the rum, top it with the lemon lime soda, stir it and combine. And then of course, you know, top with the cherry, not in my case. Um, but what Monty did for, you know, the holiday festive is he rimmed my glass with green sugar from the baking aisle. And then the second one that he made me like the next day, I think, yeah, it was the next day we were putting up Christmas trees. Um, he did a 
red and green sugar rimmed my glass. So that was fun. That was fun for, you know, getting into the festivities of putting up the trees and decorating the house and all the things. So um, anyways, my friends, let's continue this conversation of true crime because I know you have a lot to say. I know that you're like, oh my gosh, this is what I listen to and this is what I listen to. And I am here for all the freaking podcasts um, that you listen to. So um, definitely share with me. You can email me at the poor blonde, P-O-U-R, blonde at gmail.com or message me. Um, at the poor blonde Instagram and definitely let us keep this conversation going and be safe. Please subscribe and leave a rating or review. Email at the poor blonde, that's P O U R, the poor blonde at gmail.com and can continue our conversation.